Match day live extra from Sellers Park. I'm Mikey Burrows, former Wolves Wing defender Claire Hateman alongside me. Uh, Wolves Hall of Famer Andy Thompson watched from home. Uh, Wolves falling to a 2 1 defeat. They were 1 0 up at half time. Adema Traore's first Premier League goal of the season from a brilliant cross by Hugo Bueno making his first start for the senior team. We'll talk about him in depth. Um, then things turned around right after half-time. Uh, cross from the right-hand side for Melise, headed home by Eze. And then Wilfred Zahar evaded all the Wolves' defence to smash home what turned out to be the winner. There is a controversial non-penalty decision in there as well. We'll get to that in a second. But Tomo, what did you make of the 90 minutes overall? I just think bad time to score the goal um, so early on in the second half and Wolves just need to stay out of it and, and keep Palace at bay for a, a lot longer. Once they've got that goal equaliser, all of a sudden you've just seen the confidence of Crystal Palace grow. Um, again, made it a little bit too easy for them to break, break through us um, at times, especially for the second goal. Um, but, yeah... Being careless again, being careless at both ends of the pitch. Um, quality not great up there. We've had opportunities um, to get ourselves back on level terms after they've scored the second and even before that. But it's just that quality. And I'm just listening to the commentary from the TV as well. They're just looking at the Wolves look good, passing it through the back third, middle third, until they get to that top third. And he's right for what they're saying. If we don't sort it out, that cutting edge or that goal threat in that top third, we're going to be in big trouble. There was opportunities. Uh, Diego Costa early in the game, actually, just after Palace had hit the post with a Decore shot from long distance. Costa kind of just took a bit too long, really, to get his shot away and in the end stabbed it towards goal and it was... It was turned behind. Yeah, I think that was his only real chance of the game, wasn't it? I think he put himself about a bit in terms of his physical presence, which is kind of what you expect. But just that moment so early on in the game, maybe did help him, didn't help him. But he, I think he just didn't need that touch to bring it inside. I think he had to strike it first time. A little bit like the chance that, chances that fell to Joe Hodge in the second half. You know, sometimes you've just got to get your strike away. We, we're still yeah. not working that keeper, are we? And that's, you know, the key bit. It's decision-making in the final third, uh, and it's actually the quality of our final ball. And they're the two things that we're consistently talking about a lot of the time. And, you know, that's our second away goal today, you know, of all season. The last one was in August, and mm. now we're in October. And, you know, we've got, to, we've got to start getting the ball in the back of the net. Fine margins as well, Tomo, in terms of either side of half-time. Ruben Neves' free kick hits the inside yeah. of the post and comes back. There's no one there to follow it up. Wolves felt they should have been allowed to take the corner. The referee decided, no, that was it. Half-time, off you go. And then 60 seconds after the break, it's back up 1-1. So you could have been 2-0 up and potentially yeah. cruising. But that's just, just the way that we are at the moment. Just things seem... Just look... I know they even themselves up, as I say, but things just seem to be going against us. Either VAR, referees' decisions, the run of the ball, the look around the goal, um, and just getting back to that effort from uh, Diego Costa. He's had that extra touch. He, he's had that first touch from his left to his right. He's got to hit it on his with his right foot. He's tried to pull it back onto his left foot. So watching the replays, um, it's opened up for him. I'm surprised, but. 
Diego Costa in form and with confidence and fit. He's scoring that. Um, never really had that much of a chance throughout the game after that. But it's we've got to get it right. And we've said this time and time again. We've got to get it right in that top third. Because at the end, we're putting so much pressure on our defence to keep us in the game that it, sooner or later it's going to break. And that's what's happening. We're only losing games by the odd goal. But it's that odd goal what's killing us at the minute. Um, you mentioned, Tomo, that you were listening to the TV commentary and not us. Thanks for that, mate. Um, <laughs> I was listening to you, though. I was listening to you. Yeah, of course you were. I was. Um, I was. What, on my phone. But uh, but there's a there's a reason why I don't mind too much in terms of what were the television saying about the, the big moment of controversy as far as we're concerned, the cross-in that appears to hit yeah. the arm of Mark Gay. Well, I, I, thought, I thought it was a penalty when I'm looking at it. They've said it's come off his knee and then they've showed me the replay again and I thought he's hit his arm without touching the knee. They they think it's come off his knee onto his arm. Um, it must have been the finest of touches if it did because when I've looked at the replay of it when they've shown it, it looks like it's just come straight off his arm. He's, he's moved his arm out. He's blocked it with his arm. But that that's what they're questioning and on the commentary. that They're saying it's come off his knee or it's deflected off his knee. And it hits his arm. That's the reason why they didn't give it. I mean, if you look at it from one angle, it looks like it might be knee. If you look at it from the behind angle, it looks absolutely the arm. And that's, I guess, the question that the Wolves will ask is, why was that not investigated more? Yeah, I think the, the length of time that they looked at it was like, I don't know, 30 seconds, if that. Maybe one or two watches, if, you know, like compared to what we saw on Saturday, where they spent a long time yeah. debating over whether the referee should go and have a check just fascinates me to see the you know the inconsistency with that and how sometimes VAR is is just defined very quickly and then other times we t- we take a long time over it so but yes it could it could have changed the game but equally you know we we've got to take our own chances we've had a couple of chances in there that probably fell to Joe Hodge I thought uh, Hugo Bueno I thought was fantastic today I thought he was uh, work rate effort I think at the things that he did going forward he was effective he made an impact he was qu- everything that he did was was quality I, you know sometimes you, you criticise ain't nor if it gets into great positions and then. Starts doing 100 step overs and doesn't go anywhere, or makes a bad decision just to finish off the move. So actually, what he did was impact the game, and you know I thought it was superb. <clears throat> oh yeah, I'm interested in Tomo's thoughts on him actually because yeah. uh, Claire and I have seen him quite a lot for the end of 23s. Um, Tomo has more of a life than we have and doesn't watch <laughs> all, all the different levels of games, so you haven't really seen a huge amount of him. What did you think? I thought he did well. I thought he handled the game pretty well and um, defended. Uh, when he needed to. Um, what people can say about, like, oh, you've got to stop the cross. I'm just watching the, the replay now. They're just watching the cross for the goal. Could he have got closer? But he's come back onto his left foot when he's crossed it. Um, but I thought he played really well. I thought he looked very comfortable. Um, offered uh, a lot going down that left-hand side. Tried to get forward at times as well. Again, got forward for the, the goal in the first half. So he, he, he should be pretty, he should be pleased with his performance uh, tonight. Um, like I said, he didn't look out of place when he was playing. Just getting back to um, that decision about that the handball. Well, the handball. The referee did check with VAR, and they must have said there's nothing there. That's why it was so quick because um, they said that it's been checked, um, but I think it was done very quickly, and they said it, no, nothing to do. 
talked about Hugo Bueno and how impressive he was. Uh, Bubakar Traore was also making his first start. What did you make of him, Claire? Yeah, I think he, you know, he definitely impacted the game, didn't he? He made a lot of challenges in there. I mean, at points, I think he's possibly slightly, I'm not going to say too aggressive because that's wrong, but I think he could be reckless with some of his challenges. So I think he'll have to get used to the way that the Premier League is because, as we saw today, that the, some of the players go down quite easily with any contact. And I think he is quite aggressive in his manner to get the ball back. But I think he'll impact the game because he's got a presence, hasn't he? He's got a physicality and maybe that's what we needed needed in the midfield today. But, um, I, you know, I thought he was a valid start. I would be surprised if we don't rotate back to, to the Forest formation in terms of the central three, maybe, for, for Sunday. But I think the key, key thing for me is that we would have probably gone into these set of three games, one in six points from the nine. So we have to now go and beat Leicester. So, you know, if we've sacrificed this, one we've got to go and beat Leicester and make that six from three uh, that's just the way it's got to ride tonight it would have been great to get a point and get that unbeaten run going but now we're a bit under pressure again to go and get the three points on Sunday the game got a little bit scrappy at times in the first half and there were a lot of kind of niggly fouls that the home crowd were complaining about and in the end Bubakar Traore Tomo was kind of the man who got penalised for all of it really yeah. I don't think he was yeah. guilty necessarily of too many bad challenges he's just I think I described him in commentary as a pest he's a nuisance he's yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's all arms and legs on on top of yeah. midfielders and, and but do you think that played a part in then him being taken off as early as he was I, th- I think so I think so I, I think the, the ones to make sure that we had 11 on the pitch I think but Look, he was just eager. He was just eager, just trying to win the ball all the time. But he's he's, he's got to learn that you can't do it because in this division, players know how to shield the ball, get the body in between them and the ball. Um, and that's what he's got to learn. He's got to learn in this league that the quality players, they know how to get a foul. They know how to get that contact coming in. But look, say, I don't see any too much wrong with his eagerness to keep wanting to win the ball. I'd rather see a little bit of that than nothing at all where he's standing back or letting players just do. But again, he's just got to learn. He's just got to learn about this league uh, quickly rather than uh, later. What do you do differently if you're picking the team on Sunday and we don't know whether that's going to be Steve Davis or James Collins, whether an appointment will come, whether they will still deal with the game on Sunday, even if there is a, a new man ready to be appointed. And we don't know if there's if there's anybody imminent or not. But you would imagine that given the process that is being ta- undertaken, you wonder whether how long... I know, Tomo, you're desperate for uh, a, a permanent appointment to be made and to, yeah. to get on with it. Um, but if whoever is picking the team on Sunday... Who are they looking at? What are they doing to try and get things a bit different? I, th- I think that Bueno will probably start because I think that he's done well tonight. Um, I think he'd be disappointed if he'd done that. I think we look at Aiden Uri, okay, and he's got the flair going forward and all that, but he knows what he's doing, Bueno, by the look of it, where he needs to deliver that ball, great ball in for the goal. Um, I think um, Traore in the middle will probably change for Matinho. Um, I think it'll be roughly about the same team as again the weekend. Collins, the back, same back four. I, I would go same back four. Probably Matinho's experience coming in um, in midfield for Traore, and then I would leave it as it is with the, with the attacking formation as well. So not many changes out there. Um, 
because that's something that we've got to do, do as well. We've got to get stability with the team that we want as well. While we've got teams around us who fight for the lives, I just think that stability of players playing week in, week out needs to be done as well. So for me, it would just be Matinho change. Yeah, and I think it's that building relationships, isn't it? Which yeah. I think Tomo's touching on there is that we had three out of the four of the back four changed today. The midfield changed. The only solid, the only thing that stayed the same was actually the front three, and uh, the, probably the biggest threat for me in that front three was taken off after sixty minutes. So yeah. you kind of go surprised. in. I was surprised. I was surprised they took him off early. Yeah, exactly. That's it was exactly the same. I mean, listen, there, there might have been a knock, but uh, I think he was our outlet. He's always the outlet. He was the threat. He, he would have been full on confidence having scored the goal. Um, nothing told me when he came off that possibly he was carrying it up. But I think we've got to start building those relationships. If you keep chopping and changing too much, you're not going to get it. Because I think the, you know, the growing relationship we need to sort out is between like Traore, Adama Traore, and uh, Mateus Nunes because he gets into the similar positions. I don't think they've quite connected right yet because they seem to slot in on the right yeah, together, but they don't he, seem to work together very well at the moment. He, he did that. He did that at the weekend yeah. where. He, Look, we want him to run forward, we want him to get into space, but if you give the ball to Traore, he's, he's taking players with him, he's getting into his space, yeah. and he's limiting what he can do. Yeah, 100%. So, look, so look I'm, all, I'm all for him like uh, uh, running forward, but you've got to think about the players that are around you as well. And I think it's times on Saturday, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, that he just blocked off the path to Traore at times. Uh, Tomo, thank you very much indeed. Claire Heyman, thank you as well. We will, of course, be there at Molyneux on Sunday when hopefully Wolves can get back to winning ways. It wasn't to be tonight, but maybe we've seen the emergence of a potential uh, key player in the future in Hugo Bueno, and maybe that's a good positive to finish on. We'll see you soon.